What's up, bitches? <laughs> That's how we start the podcast. Right out of the gate. Out the gate, bitch. I'm going to offend you. Uh-oh. Right. I'm going to get done right out of the gate because... You know, I'm about to, we're about to get into a five minute fight here in a minute that's going to piss everybody off anyway. So <laughs> Rachel most hated. Um, hi, Corey. Hi, Rachel. Uh, yeah, we're, this is a podcast called Side Talks. It is. We talk about yeah. movies on this podcast. We do. We do. It's the only podcast about movies. I'll have to double check that. It sounds right, but that might be a retraction yeah, at some point yeah, down the line. You know. Anyway, we are the Sidewalk Film Festival and Sidewalk Film Center and Cinema's official podcast, and we are proudly sponsored by Revelator Coffee. They're good stuff. About, yeah, it is really good. We talk about movies let's, while we drink coffee. Let's uh, let's talk about, oh, I wish I had some coffee. Some Revelator oh, Coffee. Oh my God. What a long day it has been. Oh, yeah. We're both back in the classroom, a.k.a. the, uh, you know, The COVID laboratory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, things are going great. Yeah, they're going um, really good. And really, if, really you, good. Uh, if you believe that, don't look at any news ever. Um, Include, including, from what I'm hearing, the SAG nominations. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway, let's get to it. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. fight. Five minute fight time. You ready? I guess so. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna lose. I, as I was suggesting in the intro, I'm about to go at everybody's favorite film or like beloved. I'll say. All right, you ready? You ready Let's for this? Go. I'm gonna Brad, get. Brad, go ahead and start the timer because I'm already bored. <laughs> There's no crying in five minute fights. Oh, you've you proved see what that I did wrong. There? You see, oh, come I on. Um, I've never cried in a five-minute fight, but your little bitch ass has. I so, didn't cry. I've, you I've laid fallen, on the ground. I've fallen on the floor, you laid face on the ground down. Over um, your your boy, Quentin. But, well, this time it's it's about my boy, uh, Tom Hanks, uh, subject of much controversy on this podcast and already. directed by Penny Marshall. Directed by Penny Marshall. Uh, the film is a league of their own. Um, it is a... That's right. You heard him. Uh, a crowd-pleasing uh, sports comedy about um you know ladies playing bat- baseball during world war ii when all the, the men story. were uh, away yeah. fighting and and the ladies played baseball to um you know bring some sort of competitive spirit and uh and so forth to the united states this thing um i think it's from 1992 i don't know why i'm giving you this information uh because you've, you've all nothing, seen it you, there's nothing you can say to defend this film um, that's why you know, no no it's good it's funny it's, no, it's, not. it's got a lot no, of really not appealing performances no I mean, it doesn't you're not gonna look me in the eye and tell me that this movie that is led by gina davis Lori petty and madonna who is your hashtag all-time fave yeah. is not worth seeing what is rosie what, o'donnell too yeah and rosie and rosie who's and tom great. hanks uh, yes, I, I. As we've talked many times on this podcast, a, a great cast can can lead you down the wrong roads, and, <laughs> and I would argue that Tom Hanks is once again just that same ass character in every single film. He's a little grumpier. He's in a little this. grumpier. I think he's an alcoholic or something. Yeah, something a little, like got that. a little drinking problem. Okay, so it's Tom Hanks with a drinking problem. Woo! This film and, and confession, which this confession happens quite frequently on this five minute fight by both of us, uh-huh. and that is I haven't seen this film in a very very long time. But not, I neither have I. Could not bring myself to watch. It again. <laughs> this film makes me feel gross. Why? I don't know. I, I actually was trying to think through that. There's just something about this film that feels like I'm wasting my time. 
I'm wasting my effort and energy, my eye power to look at the stupid thing. It's so predictable. It's so by the books. It's it's directed by a hack. Oh, come on. Yep. Penny's it's fine. too long. And it's Dollsville. Uh, come it's on. It's absolutely Dollsville. Okay, what is right. it? And there's a sweeping, if I remember correctly, there's a sweeping score well, every five so. minutes. So listen. And the lines from the film that they keep that people keep dragging around after all of these decades are <laughs> stupid and annoying. Are you are you in general anti sports movie? Would you no. say? I like. I actually love a lot of sports films. Okay. I'm even going to go and say I like sports films that are a little saccharine and over the top. Like I don't mind Rudy. Sure, um, I mean I, that's a I, good example of a 1990s sports movie yeah. that is certainly saccharine. And I I actually like Friday Night Lights a lot. Well, that's, I think that's, that's a more, really that's a really good film. Yeah, that's a really um, good film. That's more sort of grounded than I, your typical Hollywood product. I tend to be able to get on board. Like uh, this is the thing: I'd rather watch a ninety-minute sports film mm-hmm. than a three-hour game. Generally speaking, sure. and that's another thing that I know people are like, "What? You're so crazy. why why is the saccharine nature of a league of their own offensive to you when so many other sports films play the same notes? I mean, to me, like a certain degree of sentimental sort of uh, the, the, the sentimental nature of this film is in line both with sports movies and then like the sort of the feel good like uh, ladies yeah. keeping the home front running during World War II sort of thing. Yeah, and I mean, what I what I do appreciate is it's based on a true story, but what pisses me off is that it doesn't feel like there's any authenticity to the story at all. And I would say that yeah. I think that the saccharine, sort of over-the-top nature is part of what I don't generally like in sports films, and it's part of why I think I do like something like Friday Night Lights, because it while it has some of that, it has a little less of that than, than a lot of things. And certainly in the 90s, I, I think most major blockbusters were, you know, score-heavy, mm-hmm. or, you know, this is clearly a Hollywood production. Uh, they tend to be you know, they tend to kind of go there. We, we, you know, we're going to have some kind of a, a happy ending. There, there was a whole thing that happened in the, in the eighties and into the nineties where, you know, we see the older characters looking back upon their life. I just, it, I'm, I'm done with it. I, I'm so, by the time this came out, I was already done with it and I'm certainly done with it now. There's just nothing happening here. That's worthy of calling this a classic and putting it in the canon. And people do. I don't know if it should be called a classic. I don't know if it should be put in the canon. Why do people like it so much? Because it's likable, it, because it's, it's enjoyable. Not, it's a, sweet movie that that it you know the the sort of sibling rivalry between Gina Davis and Lori Petty is compelling mm, they're is compelling it? performers I, there's not a single compelling thing in this film Corey. I strongly not disagree not a single and that's that's the thing there's not one single you know even a bad film I could I can hook onto a good scene and you know you know I'm good about that like I, I'll say like this film wasn't great but there's this moment there's just not a moment there's nothing special in this film I don't know why people herald it as being so great because it's nice. It's nice. It's a nice. Do you all see how boring this argument movie. was? The film is so much more boring than this. It's not that boring. It's a little boring. It's not that boring. It's a perfectly likable movie. Corey, what's the it's runtime? It's longer than it should be. It's like two hours long. Why? Yeah, it's pretty long. Because baseball. I don't know. <laughs> it is. I mean, I'll give it's it credit. It's, it's a little like watching, you know, some a minor league, like a very boring minor league game. Mm. Only you don't have a minor league of their own. Yeah, a minor league mm. of their own. Is well, well, I mean, Laverne directed this movie, and all Hack. respect must be paid Oof. to Laverne. Okay, well, I'm gonna say that Corey lost a thousand points for the initial. Um, there's no crying in five minute fights, um, but a plus for effort, I guess. Um, <laughs> That's all Cor- I asked for. <laughs> Corey said it's crowd pleasing, but Rachel said it's too predictable. But I think those can kind of go hand in hand, typically. 
Um, it has yet another of the numerous, numerous scenes in which Tom Hanks pees on screen. We don't need any more of that. It's in every single Tom Hanks movie, and it's awful. Yeah, Weird. but this was like Weird. the first one, so I think a special like dispensation must be. That's must why be paid. I win this fight. Tom Cruise rounds and Tom Hanks pees, and there's mm, yeah. Uh, so if you want any feel good baseball movie, just watch like The Sandlot or Angels in the Outfield or anything else. Yeah, but um, the thing about those movies is that they're bad. Okay, I'm sorry. Angels but in the Outfield. Angels. Uh, co- okay, yes. uh, I'm going to say Corey went to war, but Rachel held down the fort at home, and Rachel wins. I won, Corey. I won. I just like to say, for the record, I think this result is bullshit. Mm. You're in a league of your own, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you got the puns going on today. God damn. Retractions. Kinda. Well, what are what are we retracting? Because Kinda. I know that I have literally never made a mistake on this podcast. This is so. A- this is actually a bit more of reconsiderations. Uh oh. Did con- you did you watch a league of their own and mm, you change wish, your mind on it? You wish. I, if I watch it again, I'll throw up. Okay. I didn't, but I did watch something else. Okay. I watched the entire all three of Fifty Shades. Why? Yeah. So <laughs> you know, it's been we've there's been some sort of yeah I don't know. Uh, some down, a little bit of downtime here and there uh-huh. that, that has been dedicated to watching some films in an effort to try to, you know, there's a lot of overworking going on and it's sort of like, what dumb fodder can we watch, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, we went back, uh, my, I, I went back with my girlfriend and we watched Fifty Shades, I think in part, in part sparked by the argument that we had where I was in support of Fifty Shades, specifically Fifty Shades Darker. Yeah, yeah. And so we went back, and I realized that I haven't really seen the first one. I think I had seen part of the first one, uh-huh. fallen asleep, and probably have all in all seen 20 minutes of it, which, by the way, is makes you feel like you have seen it. Because the, the first one is the only one I saw in cinemas. Yeah. Um, and I still haven't seen the third one. Watch the second one on Blu-ray or whatever. The first one is... Terrible. It's terrible. And it's not fun <laughs> terrible. I think that's the thing. Yes. So uh, what I'm getting at here, Corey, is that I have no I had no business defending these films. Okay. <laughs> I really had no business defending these films. I know I got caught up in a moment. I got caught up on Valentine's Day in a room full of really very excited women who um you know applauded every time she got a gift, which means there was a lot of applause in that film. And yes. that that part is good. And the second one that that part is very good. There's a lot of of gift giving. But what I what I was overlooking while watching and getting caught up in the momentum of uh, the sort of the the fever that was Fifty Shades in the in the cinema was just how offensive these films are. Right, I know, I know. <laughs> and here's the problem: I actually could be on board for this film have or this this content. Let's say because this is of course based on a book, as we right? Know. This content being a, a woman who's like, nope, I'm in, you know, I'm into this and I'm down for this and I'm down to 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 be a sub to your dom and like I'm into it. Sure, like uh, like uh, uh, that Maggie Gyllenhaal movie, Secretary yeah. or something. Fine, you yeah. know, embrace it. Okay, but there is a resistance to it, right? That's kind of the whole point. I think part of the part of the the tension between these two characters is that. Are the the character? By the way, um, can you just tell us what the character's name is? Because that alone is pretty golden. Do you uh, remember? 
the the male character, no. Chris, Christian Grey and, and Anastasia Steele. Anastasia Steele. Who Jesus the hell Christ. came up with that name? Anastasia Steele. So Anastasia Steele, or the, you can't just say it. You have to say Anastasia Steele. Sure. Uh, what is <laughs> resistant to being a sub to to this yeah, gentleman? Because because she's making doe eyes at this rich dude, and he's like. Listen, I have very particular tastes. And she's like, I think I know what that is. And he takes her home, and it's like a room filled with like impedimentia and whatnot. Yeah. There's um, a lot of it's, it is a, it's a, a much ado. I said at one point, I was like, this is much ado about nothing, which is definitely the case. There's a lot of, there's a lot of expensive hardware in this red room. Very little of it really gets used. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly just, as I recall, feather dusters and whatnot. There's some others. I saw. I saw. I spy. I spy. <laughs> I spied some other bullshit in there. But again, it doesn't really get used. You know, there's there's and what's funny about it is there's there's a lot of I'm gonna cuff you up. I'm gonna spend a lot of time putting these right. devices on you, and then and then we're gonna just they're gonna be on you for 20 seconds, and then we're gonna take them off. Yeah. So anyway, point. That's not the point. The point isn't whether or not we can direct you to some appropriate bondage. But <laughs> the point here is that. The fact that she is resistant to it and then somehow continues to give in, and it sort of almost has this. There's this vibe to it that I think we're we're supposed to feel like, well, this is this is she's feminist, and that's actually why he likes her. But there is nothing feminist about this series. No, no. and so I just needed to retract. I, I got caught up in a moment, um, and I, I will say there is some really enjoyable bad shit in the second film uh-huh. and in the third film, including I stand by the helicopter moment. So why yeah. does that even happen? I, I don't There's remember. a lot of lifetime no. level stuff here that's good, but ultimately, I I walked away from having watched all three of them in a row, not isolated and not with an audience that was, you know, it was really embracing the bad, re- recognizing that I I was wrong. I well, was wrong. Well, that's that's. I have no business standing <laughs> up for these films. None. Um, Sorry. yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're bad. I mean, I said the, the first two anyway, because I still haven't seen the third. I, I, I will, you know, say that at least the second one kind of briefly dips its toes into trashy nineties thriller territory. And that part is good. That, that, yeah. I, and I, that's the thing. I think, I think it's, it's more of this. This is content that I do. I, I will. I will stand by some of my comments. Right. Sure. This is content that knows that it's bad. It it dives into it. It it stays in its lane. It doesn't do what House of Gucci does in the sense that I mean, two very different films I acknowledge, right. but it it plays in the world of this is going to be cult classic because it's so dumb, mm-hmm. and it knows it. Um, and I stand by the casting being good, and I stand by um them being pretty good at at being in a bad film. Okay. I just I just think Jamie Dornan looks like he'd rather be anywhere else for He's the majority. He's pretty good at being movies. in a bad film. I, and that, I feel like it kind of kind of calls for that. You know what I mean? Mm. I'd rather I'd much rather watch a, a Hallmark film where it feels like the actors are in pain being there than I want to see somebody really try to take the role on, you know? Yeah, but but like Jamie Dornan gives vibes of like I don't actually know what any of this stuff does and I'm really uncomfortable being in the same room as it. Whereas like and okay, I'm I'm playing with dynamite when I say okay. this, and I realize it. Okay, but like even at the time, you look at somebody like Army Hammer, and you're like, "There's a guy who knows ropes," and it turns out I was right. That he is right. a guy who knows ropes. You're right. And you're right. You know, eating people and whatever. So, um, you know, some some dudes have that vibe of being like. Ooh, but a, I think it. I think I think part of part of he he feels like a tiny little mouse in this, like a scoop of vanilla ice cream, as I've mentioned, like a like yeah. A cast. And I do think that's part of what makes this. 
part of what allows somebody like me to go see this and to not feel offended is because he is such a non-threatening person and such a non-threatening presence and not really he's just sort of generically there he said you know what he looks like he looks like a man well, he does. I mean, he, he looks, looks like, like generic man. Generic man. Whereas Army Hammer's creepy in this, right? Well, yeah, that goes like, to some next level. Like, I would love to see Army Hammer cast in this with Von Trier directing. But isn't that what that character requires for there to be any sort of edge? Yeah, but that's what that's what I'm saying. This thing is free of edge. Yeah, there's I know. not a bit like, of edge, and that's what makes it so funny. It's insane that you would make such a vanilla movie about BDSM. <laughs> That's part of the joke, and that's what I'm <laughs> okay. getting. And that's right. what I'm getting at. And uh, the whole point here is that all of that is fine and well and good if it weren't fucking offensive. <laughs> and I have to acknowledge that after watching this, I I came away, and I think probably partially because myself and everybody else in the room when we we're watching it laughed over sixty percent of it. So yeah. I don't know that I took it all in, but I'm acknowledging now it's offensive. Well, it's also <laughs> I, I'm not offended by it. I just think it's dumb. Um, and you know, it's anti-feminist. It, 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 it kind of is because, you know, Anastasia Steele, uh, <laughs> is eventually converted to that lifestyle yeah, because, right. because the, because of the magic D, I guess. I don't know. And uh, like all those iPods and stuff oh, that, that he's buying her. Y'all, that D is not that magic. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, the film doesn't really give us anything else. What it does tell us this, and this is the part where I was like, wait, what? I, I hate to go down this road so much. I mean, we're spending a lot of time on 50 shades, but you know. You get what you pay for. You, you do and get what you free. pay for. Um, and she's a virgin. Oh, God. I forgot about that. That's, oh, my God. I had God. forgotten about that, too. Oh, my so God. So how does she know it's Magic D? She doesn't know it's Magic D. Yeah. Look, Anastasia Steele, you need to get out there and live your life and, um, you know, maybe date there that. There might be a more Magic D out there yeah, in the world like, that doesn't require you to get whooped down. Now, as I remember, all of the other male alternatives are, like, even creepier weirdos than christian gray like yeah. there's that dude who kind of like starts stalking her right yes the boss yeah the other retraction here is that i also made another mistake in that kim bassinger is not mama she's she's the lady who seduced christian when gray as a little baby which is the other that's another Marcia Gay hardens his mom that's right and talk so about that, overqualified actresses to be in this movie by the way yes but i think they made up for her pay uh-huh. With the silent dad. If you go right. back and ever watch it again, pay attention to the fact that dad doesn't have one single line of dialogue. He well, stands in corners and he's in scenes, but he never speaks because they had to stroke her check. You you gotta pl- you gotta pay the guild you know minimum <laughs> right, if somebody right. has a line. Right. So, so they he's just an extra because they had to they had to pay you know. Old that's girl. funny. That's funny. Um. Yeah. So and that's the other offensive part is that he's you know. He's basically molested as a child, uh-huh. which is a big part of the reason why they try to cl- – I mean, it's all it, – you, you, know, you can see how this is a road we don't really want to go down right, right. now. Uh, it's offensive. It's offensive. Yeah. And I, I'm acknowledging it. I'm acknowledging it. It's funny, but it's offensive. Well, that um, that's a hell of a retraction. It is, and a couple of other little small retractions built in there, too, in regards to Kim Bassinger's Basin Bassinger. Basinger? I have. I still don't know. Oh, don't make us do another retraction on this, please. Uh, her character. We'll yeah. see, listeners. We can and often do change our minds here. I'm capable of change, and I'm capable of acknowledging when I'm wrong, y'all. So what a what a what a time to be alive. But I I will never be wrong about a league of their own. Thank you for listening to Fifty Shades of Podcasting. Oh, my God. I know. 
Sam's going to take away points on a future five-minute fight. We are your own personal cinematic Piggly Wiggly and Win Dixie. Uh, I used to work at Win Dixie. That you was my did? first what the hell job did you do as a teenager. I was a cashier. Oh. I was a, I was a sixteen-year-old cashier before your days at Hollywood Video. Before my days at Hollywood Video, I moved right up the road there on Highway Thirty-One in Vestavia Hills. Uh, from that Win Dixie, which is no longer there, to the Hollywood oh. video, which is no longer there. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Anyway, thanks to Boutwell Studios for working with us, putting up with us, and poor Brad in there has listened to more content regarding Fifty Shades of Grey than he ever thought he would have to in his entire life. It's true. I do think that we have some sort of streak, and I don't know what the street, what the number is, but number of consecutive episodes where we talk about penises. <laughs> I mean, we're we're a lot right, of dick talk lately. We're right up there. I mean, Side it, it does keep coming up. And why? <laughs> and why? Why does it? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, we're fired. The 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 conversation just keeps steering into that territory. Sam says we have to have a dick jar where we stick a quarter in after someone talks about dicks. I'm down for that. Uh, Rachel oh, will be broke. Uh, Broke in, ass bitch. Within the next like three weeks, <laughs> it's, it's amazing how quickly that's going to happen. Um, oh, which is hilarious is so for a lot of reasons. I know, right? Um, so anyway, what comes next? Thanks to thanks again to Revelator Coffee, our sponsor. Uh, <laughs> I mean, for, this really says something about Revelator and how great they are. They're though. so great. Uh, I stopped in there this morning for coffee. You know, I've never really told anybody who works at Revelator because I don't know how to bring this up naturally, and I probably never will. Hey, you know how you guys sponsor a podcast? That's my podcast. You should do that and, I, and direct them, and then out. they'll be like, oh, is that the podcast where y'all talk about dicks all the time and i would have to admit that yes it is uh. um sidewalkfest.com is where you can see cinema showtimes also check out uh sidewalk on social media at sidewalk film on twitter facebook and instagram a lot of good stuff coming up at the For festival sure uh, at the festival, at that, the cinema, it will well, be, at yeah. the festival in August be, yeah. when that happens. But we're <laughs> we're still in the early planning stages for that. So don't ask us what like opening night is for that. Yeah, we don't know. People are already asking. I'm sure. I'm sure they are. Thanks for listening. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise. <laughs>